STEM Prime Research Cast. How's it going? Uh, quick supplemental here. I want to kind of cover. Uh, so I did the uh, the Joe Rogan interview with John Stewart. This is all from the same trip back from Idaho. Um, so I also listened to his interview with uh, Brett Weinstein. Weinstein, 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 right? Anyway, um, I wanted to touch on something. Um, he brought up his his theory, or kind of, I guess, I guess it's a, a theory. Um, what do you call it? The the dark horse duo presidential plan. I want to. Okay. First. I know, I hope this isn't outside the bounds <laughs> of, of uh, what the AI STEM drive is, what, what STEM theory is, but uh, given that a STEM theory is, I don't know, it's, it's kind of all-inclusive. Um, I'm not planning on laying out any sort of uh, political, I guess, you know, governmental restructuring or anything like that I think I think the that sort of thing would sort of take on its own shape and happen just by the nature of what uh, stem theory is and, and how everything works however I don't know I just wanted to I just wanted to make a comment on this um, so his dark horse duo presidential plan is kind of the idea that that uh, you have two, you know, uh, a moderate, not moderate, um, non-extremist <laughs> leftists and you know left left wing left wing left wing and right wing sort of uh, presidential pairs, and and you know, not extreme, just kind of like. Right-ish, left-ish, kind of a thing, and they go into office together. I, I see that there's brilliance to this, but, or I'm sorry, his his idea was to have them take turns. So one serves a term, the next one serves the next term. So it's they're both voted in at a time, and you have that sort of oscillation, right? Um. I get it, totally. I would just like to make a suggestion, lowly old little me making a suggestion to <laughs> Brett Weinstein. But uh, th this is, this is kind of, I don't know. This is what I thought of immediately as I was listening to his proposal. Um, back when I was, you know, searching a little bit more for like mystical answers and I believed in or was trying to believe in things that really had no substance, I read a book called The Kabbalion. I don't know if any of you know what this is. Um, many of my more kind of guru-ish spiritual-like books I tossed, but I am this and a few others I kept because of the, just some of the principles in it are just, just rooted in reality. You know, there's not, uh, 
whole lot of woo in it. And when I first read this book, and I'll, I'm getting to a point here. Um, I was kind of surprised at at how many of the you know the so-called cosmic laws, the seven cosmic laws, were. I, I almost felt like <laughs> I was reading a physics book. Um, there's you know laws of polarity and. It, I don't know, that, that, that's sort of the sense that I got as I was reading it. It felt more like I was reading a physics book and, and simply how the universe works and from one perspective, from, you know, from my perspective, than it felt like I was reading anything spiritual. And one of them is, I'm not sure what exactly it's called, but the law of, um, like, polar opposites. Or, Kind of the idea that if you, in in almost everything, there is some sort of opposition, and we know that in physics that's that is the case. That, that that's the whole point. You know, the whole idea behind um, symmetry, right? <laughs> so this kind of comes into play. His whole proposal with putting, you know, two, two opposites in, into, into kind of consecutive terms. But I would argue that there's a little bit more play than I think than just having two separate parties. Politics is way more complicated than that. And I, I wouldn't put them in consecutively. I, I wouldn't say, okay, you serve and then you serve. I would try to encourage them to serve together. Like, why, why do you have to have just one guy serving, serving that office at any one time? Why can't you have more than one guy? Why can't you have, you know, five or six guys, each one representing, you know, some sub subsection of interests within within the populace and okay for instance you have you know other political parties the people you know independent um uh you have the green party you know you have all these kind of little groups but i think there's kind of a threshold that once you pass that, you deserve sufficient representation. You can't have, well, okay, no. So, so you have, you know, an idea that kind of crops up or, or a paradigm or whatever, and it spreads. And at first you have, you know, maybe a group, maybe a classroom of people, maybe a professor is kind of instigating this or whatever the case is. But after a while, if it's, if it's a catchy enough idea, whether or not it's a good or bad idea, if it's a catchy enough idea, you'll have people falling in line. And that, to, I think that needs to be taken into account here. I think the whole Democrat-Republican duality that is just like so ardently just reinforced 
is just uh, so bad on so many levels. Why? Why? Why does it always come down to those two? Like those are the two craziest. They they're the two most illogical, especially when you get to the extremes. If you get to the extremes of any one ideology, you get into you know some sort of ideological psychosis. But um, so I don't know. Maybe there's a, a mathematical formula where you can sort of determine, you know, once there's a certain saturation in the populace, whether or not it deserves representation. Obviously, you know, one or two people, whatever, classroom, whatever. But if it's something where it's becoming fairly widespread, you know, I mean, even if it's like 10%, I don't know, 15, 20% of the, the populace, I don't know. I, I think, I think they're, there should be some sort of mathematical way to determine this or, you know, or what the group's accomplishments are, how many organizations they have, how much money, maybe. I, I really couldn't say. But I think there'd be a way to determine this. And once you figure this out, the idea of taking, you know, a representative from each is from each party and having them all serve in sort of a quorum, like not a quorum is, is that definitionally like, is the lexical definition of a quorum 12 or can it be more? I think it's just 12. Okay. Not a quorum, uh, a group, right? A presidential group of people that run together. Because once you have discussions like that, and they all serve the same term, they're all in office together, they all serve the same term, and they sit, you know, can sit down and discuss options and talk about it and work it out. You would have to find people that aren't hotheads. You would have to find people that aren't going to, you know, lose their minds or that are, you know, willing to stand up for their ideals, but at the same time willing to negotiate and, and, uh, I don't know, give up little pieces of what they want in order to kind of achieve a more, a more coherent, you know, inclusive objective. But that, that's my two cents. Um, where are we at? Dear God, how do I do this? That's almost 11 minutes. <laughs> ah, sorry. Anyway. That's my thought. Um, I, uh, oh yeah, back to the, to, to the Kabbalion thing. Um, I think it's interesting to note that the idea of alternating them, and th this is immediately what came to my mind. So as you know, supporting his idea of, of alternating terms is kind of the idea that, that in, within an electric motor, that's how you get the motor to spin and to, you know, gain, gain momentum and gain, gain speed is you're literally alternating like the, the uh, polarity and, you know, AC motors work differently than DC motors, but they both have a polarity alternation. They, they both have some sort of way of like alternating 
as as it's moving around so it attracts the next one or re repels the last one and and it keeps the um what, what is it the shaft the turbine i guess whatever it's called spinning so i'm i'm I think there's a lot of sense to that. And I'm not saying politics is like an electric motor. I, I don't think that's the case at all. But I think there's something to be said about that. Uh, and I don't know if that, you know, if in politics, if that would ramp something up and whether or not that which it ramps up would be good to, to have it ramped up, have it spinning fast, you know. Anyway. That's it. That's what I wanted to say. Um, I think it would be better to have solid, stable-minded people representing, you know, the significant uh, political movements. One, one for each. I mean, so what? You have a room full of fifty dudes. It's you at least have somebody for each each kind of paradigm within the populace, and they can. You can talk shit out and things that don't really matter to other groups, you know, they can gather in smaller groups. And I think there would be, I think if you didn't do it right, it could be messy, but ow, Harburn, I think if you did do it right, it would be super, super effective, way more effective than having that the alternating um, parties that really only consists of two fundamental parties, the two parties that have been giving us the biggest headache, headaches, plural. I don't know. Just a thought. Okay, I'm out. I'm... See you guys next time.